I was horrified. It was emotional. I was distressed. And there we have, there's uh, Gary Bettman, of course, the NHL commissioner. I'm talking about the emotion he felt after he heard that interview by Kyle Beach. And then what happened? We're going to touch down and take a look at what the real changes, if there are enough in the NHL. How can they get beyond this moment? Is there more to come? And can you change this culture? Is Gary Bettman the person to do it? And does this moment have legs. Joining us is Tim Cunningham, the coach. Welcome, Tim. Great to have you. Hi, Arlene. Thank you very much for having me. We're watching something here, and, you know, I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we put this stuff into our own personal template, don't we? We've seen it. We know there has to be apology. There has to be an owning, and they've done talk about neuroscience. They know the things that make us believe people that they have changed. Considering that, Tim, what you're seeing with the NHL, we just heard a, an emotional Gary Bettman. Is it enough? Are you seeing real change here? No, I, I, Arlene, I, I was very disappointed in the commissioner's response. Um, I, can, I can see why he responded the way he did because of the ongoing litigation. But it was, he spoke from the point of view of, of uh, it was lawyer speak. And it really didn't come across as a humanitarian. And, you know, I get it that, um, you know, there is ongoing litigation. Um, but there were a couple of things where I felt uh, he could have done a better job. Um, you know, first and foremost, you know, the league has come down harder on teams for salary cap violations. For uh, mm-hmm. if you look at the Arizona Coyotes, they they um, uh, worked out uh, prospects that hadn't been drafted uh, too early. Uh, they came down very hard on them. They came down much harder than they had come down on the Chicago Blackhawks for this situation. Um, you know, when when uh, Bettman was asked, uh, you know, about Sheldon Kennedy, for instance, um, uh, who has uh, been a, an advocate for uh, ridding uh, the sports world and the hockey world of, of, of sexual abuse, Bettman answered that it was, you know, that wasn't an NHL thing. That, was, that happened before he got to the NHL. And that was a jaw-dropping moment for me because Sheldon Kennedy played in the NHL for a long time and, and carried that burden with him. When, when he was a player, um, you know, I just, I just think he, he just sent out so many wrong messages. Um, and when asked uh, if he would help uh, John Doe too, who was a youth mm-hmm. at the time that he was sexually assaulted, Batman said he needed more information. And, you know, I, I've read that report a couple of times mm-hmm. and I really don't understand what more information Gary Batman said. He said he would hope, to help John Doe too, but he didn't come right out and say that they were going to. And I, I just, you know, again, to me, that's lawyer speak and, and it lacks humanity. How long do you think we're going to pay attention to this? And will, and, and will there be a demand? What do you think the public cares? Because that's what Gary Bettman cares about, the public. Well, I, I think this is going to go on for a while because I don't think we've heard the end of it. Mm-hmm. I do think the public cares. Uh, certainly, you know, parents that have children, Enrolled in hockey, they want to make sure that their kids are safe, and 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 you can, because parents can see that this is something that can happen at the highest levels, and uh, you know there is still there's still an old boys network that uh, puts winning ahead of absolutely everything, as it did in this case, and I thought that um, uh, former uh, NHL coach John Tortorella was absolutely bang on, and I I, I don't always agree with Tortorella, <laughs> uh, but he said that you know. 
there are things that happen in the locker room on the bus and on the plane that would be real head scratchers for people, but it's usually explained away uh, by, you know, it's, it's uh, locker room talk, et cetera. But this is completely different. This was, this was a crime. This was, this is sexual assault. And all it took was one man in that organization, in the Chicago Blackhawks organization to stand up and say, this is wrong and we've got to do something about it right now. And that never happened. And in fact, they had a meeting in May of 2010 between the uh, the president of the of the organization, the general manager, the coach, uh, the assistant general manager, and they said that they were going to uh, focus on winning the Stanley Cup and then deal with it immediately after. Well, it never got dealt with, and and the uh, and the perpetrator was allowed to move on with their blessing, and, uh, and other people. So I think it's. This is something that um, uh, we have not heard the last of, and I think it's going to be in the forefront uh, for for the foreseeable future. You know, it's one thing to talk about it. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's another thing to change a culture. What do you think needs to change the culture? Well, uh, that's a, that's a, that's a very complex question. Um, but it's got, the real question. You know, we know in the hallways. After these things happen, is there a nudge, nudge? Does it go back to the, it's okay, it's who we are, kind of a vibe? Uh, no, I don't think so. I, th- I think there will be change, but I think like anything in hockey, it's, it's, uh moves at a glacial play- pace. Uh, you know, what, what, the one thing that needs to happen is you've got to get uh, a lot of uh, old-time thinkers out of the game. And, um, uh, but, and, you know, and this is... This is um, uh, has really uh, shook the foundations, and and, and Kyle Beach uh, is is to be thanked uh, by the hockey world uh, that you know not not the sort of to, to shake up this old boys network and and to really force force change. And we've seen it, we've seen it with racism, uh, we've seen it with uh, homophobia, where where attitudes are starting to change. Um, it used to be uh, quite common uh, for players to say uh, homophobic, have racist and homophobic slurs. Well, that's that's out of the game, uh, you know, for the most part. I mean, it still happens, but people are held to account. And 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 this will be uh, the same. This will be more than the same. This is going to be uh, to me. This will this will be sort of create earth shattering changes. The NHL says that they have a policy to, to help with this. But that, I think that, again, I think that was disingenuous on, on the commissioner's part by saying this. I think policies will, will absolutely be, be, be forced on the NHL and, um, and, and, the, and the teams will be aware of it. The public will be aware. You know, they say there's a policy. We all know this happens, any government, any organization. What you do is part of the crisis and survival. You make a process, and then you take it and put it in that process. So in people's minds, they say it's got to go through it. And then you say really human things like give it a chance. Our process is going to really work on this. Have we lost faith in that these days? Yeah, I, I believe so because I don't believe that there ever really was a true process in the NHL. Um, I think that I, again, I think that was lawyers speak uh, to cover their their behinds. Yeah. Um, you know, had there been a process in place when the NHL was actually made aware of this uh, back in December of uh, 2020 uh, or, or 2019, I stand to be corrected. 
then that process should have been put into put into play, and it never was. And that tells me that um, either they didn't take it seriously, or the the process they have is not very sophisticated, and and or, and or doesn't exist. So um, I, I think this will ensure that the NHL actually does have a a, um, a very transparent process that they just don't seem to have right now. You know, Facebook considered changing their name. The NHL isn't going to do that. But do they need a new face? Is Gary Bettman perhaps a person who has been there too long to change this? He's an extremely capable man. I think he's done, you know, he's not a very popular Mm -hmm. commissioner, but very few are. Um, I think he's done a lot of great for the game of hockey. But after watching him yesterday, I just think that uh, he's tone deaf. I think he's really lost touch with... um, with uh, you know with what with the, the changing changing cultural norms and yes i think that uh, a change would be would be good for the nhl if, if they're really um sincere about changing direction i think you need somebody else at the helm finally let me ask you is there a new guard you talk about getting some of the the older people out, is it age or is it a mentality? And if it is age, I, I have just noticed that there seems to be a new kind of a sports, certainly a sports reporter, a sports writer. Uh, you know, I don't I think it's too easy to say that it's just age because uh, I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm involved in the, in the, in the game <laughs> on the business side. And, and there are people, um, you know, my age or younger that, that have outdated views. And, I've, and uh, so I don't think it's... It's, it's a mindset it, it, instead, yeah. It, it's, it's, totally, it's a total mindset, and it's how people have been socialized into the culture of the sport. Um, so I think, you know, we really need change at the grassroots level, and we certainly need more learned people involved in professional hockey, which, which we are getting. But again, it's, you know, it's a, slow, it's a slow pace. There are a lot of very brilliant, well-informed, enlighten people in the game of hockey. There's just not enough of them yet. And that'll change. And, and, yeah. and um, situations like this uh, will be handled properly in the future. And, and, you know, it's a horrible lesson to learn at the expense of Kyle Beach and John Doe, too. And I'm sure there are others. There are, there are others, other victims. Okay. And, and mm-hmm. There are absolutely others um, that, uh, that will help. And I just have to say one more thing, Arlene. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing that, you know, there, a lot of people have lost their jobs and have been held to account. And the one thing that has never been brought up are the assistant coaches of the Chicago Blackhawks at the time, because it's their role to have uh, absolute um, uh, day-to-day contact with the players. And everybody in that organization, everybody in that room knew what happened. And why did the assistant coaches uh, not, um, uh, not, not make, make any sort yeah. of noise. And you're not alone. In, yeah. You're not alone in, a, in asking that question, Tim Cunningham, yeah. the coach. Thank you, Tim. We appreciate it. Yeah, have a great day. Great. Thank you, Arlene. Thank you for having me. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.